Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra, episode 37. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you doing? Hello, here we are again. It seems welcome, like it's been welcome. longer than a week. Uh, well, it should do because we only spoke to each other on Monday evening, but a warm welcome to all the listeners and lovely fans out there. Yeah, <laughs> warm welcome. <laughs> it's not very warm outside though, is it? Bloody hell. It is in here because I popped to Wix yesterday and bought myself three convection heaters. Oh yeah. Not convection heaters, sorry, oil-filled radiators mm. because we've got a problem with the underfloor heating and the heating system in this house that... I, do you know what? I'm not going to go into it. It's very complicated over the different stories and floors, how things like one is controlled by this condensing boiler. And then downstairs seems to be controlled by these panels on the wall, which do underfloor heating. And then you've got a, a little bit of underfloor heating in the top floor. It, it's just not right. So I've had to fork <laughs> out on uh, two forty pound oil filled radiators. Um, so it's been quite a busy week. So I had the round table. I've had plumbing issues. Um, I'm sure people want to know the dog's turned into a complete savage. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, sent, I sent you some photos of this. And for anyone out there, I mean, the dog, the puppy Labrador has added a lot of love and joy to my life. But I'm afraid my hands and arms are a little bit nicked up and he's turned into this kind of wild beast. And when I go down of a morning now after, you know, he's been alone all night, he just jumps up, he's biting. So I've been to my local pet shop and uh, had a chat with them there and I've bought more toys for him because I think you just can't approach him without a toy because he's just, ah, oh, he's just going for you. you know, does he, does he scratch as well? He scratches, yeah. Do you not get him cut? Well, really interesting. I didn't know much about this, but we're booked into a groomer's next Tuesday to have them cut. So that's correct. So that's being done. But I usually go down in boxes, but he'll just rip my legs up. <laughs> and, um, you've seen my hands. I've shown you the, the cuts and the blood. I mean, he draws blood daily. So, and the, the <laughs> not going to have much left at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, what the, the real kicker, right, Fig, is that we didn't, we did an experiment last night where my wife and I left the room. We come back in without giving him eye contact and we just stand in the room at various locations. And every time he went to my wife and that's really upset me. So not only is he tearing me up and I'm giving him all this attention, he's he's like going to her and showing preference. That's so going. It's been quite an upsetting experience, but last night uh, I've got, I've got the screenshots here at 2am. I was Googling it. Do dogs prefer women or men? And apparently dogs, um, as a rule, don't as a rule dislike men, but most dogs are cared for by women and thus are more comfortable around them. And also I think it's their soft voice. It's their behavior. Has so that I made you feel better then? Yes. I don't think it's essentially just me that the dog hates, <laughs> uh, but let me tell you, they need a lot of stimulation, a lot of playing and, um, it's been quite difficult, but we're start, you know, ups and downs, I'd say. Wow. You might have to start approaching that puppy with kind of a, a beekeeper suit. Well, you know, look, I'm now, I've got, I've got, I've been to a local shop and I can't probably can't publicize it. I've kicked <laughs> myself out in an army jacket and combat trousers with lots of pockets. So I can have pocket on the left for treats. I can have my poop poo scooper in the right pocket clipped to a belt buckle. I've got all these tactics now to deal with this beast. Um, <laughs> because you just, you know, oh, it, it's, it's great, but very hard. People that helped me out on this purchase were very correct. It is very difficult. Um, so a tip, one other quick thing for you. This is a real monologue. Uh, talking about, um, mental, 
like, I don't know, intelligence, right? I've been doing a bit of research this week. As I do, I've been busy into the books and my uh, my journals. Um, mini mental status exams, running through them, looking for any cognitive deficits that I may have and just trying to shore those up. <laughs> and I wanted to throw this at you to start the show. Oh, wow. I just want to check on you, right? So can you spell the word world? World, as in? Yes. Yeah. Right, spell that for me. W-O-R-L-D. Okay, now spell it backwards. Uh, D L R O W. That's not bad. I'm going to just make a note of that. It took a little bit longer than optimum, <laughs> but you've got no deficit. What I've found in running these examinations is that most people heavily struggle to spell the word world backwards. Mm. Yeah. It's not one of those simple ones like Hannah or, um, I don't know. <laughs> what Andy. are they called? What are they called when they're backwards and forwards the same? When they're backwards and forwards in the same direction, they're called palindrome. Yeah, that's it. P-A-L-L-I-N-D-O-R-D-R-O-M-E. Go on now, backwards. Yeah, but, yeah same thing <laughs> back. But, but the world is what they use in these exams to test cognitive deficits. There's many other oh. questions, but I'm not going to bore you on that. But, okay. Uh, so I've been doing that. and um, So that's your weak point? On... Uh, yeah, I struggled with that backwards word so i'm now doing a lot of reading on my wall in front of me here i've got words backwards, backwards. practicing and reciting for 10 minutes a day just trying to shore up that little weakness in the brain <laughs> attack your weaknesses in life oh, i'm the type of man i think that i don't let problems and weaknesses like you know come to me i smack them in the mouth you know i go after them i think that's a good approach for life attack the day as people say yes 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 so um so doing that um i read a bit about octopuses for people uh quick note here that octopuses can they're so flexible they could literally squeeze through your nose fig and out of your anus yeah yeah they can um, um they, they, they don't really have bones do they no so that's you know that that really impressed me and then also i was walking through the forest this is probably the last piece I, i'm really going to move on now and trees you know Tree wall, plant cell walls are a complex mixture. Well, I know this from my degree. You've got cellulose, um, polysaccharides, which are like sugars, proteins, lignin, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you look at a tree, you can always tell which way north and south are from how the branches look. So south, the branches of a tree go horizontally out quite flat because they're getting all the sunlight in the afternoon, mm. where the north side of the tree kind of are like a Nike tick. They go out and then up because they're trying to get high to reach the sun, which is over the other side. Right. So if you don't have a compass and you're in the middle of a forest, I was this week. I got lost in a common. I used my tree navigation skills to find my way to the main road and get home safely. Fair play. I'm actually going to remember that. That's actually really interesting. I know. Do you know I, well, I was like you know, six minutes, 30 minutes, 30 seconds in. He's just talked a lot of shit to start the show. Is, but that honestly, is actually like, that could save someone's life. It could. It could. And... People do find me quite random, but the truth is YouTube and like journals are our friend. You know, I've got a lot of time. So I'm always trying to look at new. Another thing I was looking at this week that I'm not going to go into <laughs> the world's toughest prisons. People out there, if they're interested, look at the Black Dolphin, which is in Russia. Wow. Black Dolphin prison. Yeah. Brutal. But anyway, we, we, we must move on. I just want to say a quick one. Octopuses. On. Aren't there a couple octopus type species that can technically live forever? Is that right? right. Let me hang on. I don't think it covers it in the journal. I printed it off. Uh, <laughs> there are right. there are a couple that have right. like they can they can like lifespan. I haven't got that here. What I will do is make a note and I'll, I'll check that, or someone a listener can check. Can an octopus live forever? I find that hard to believe. We did have the world's oldest 
turtle or tortoise, which lived to 184 years yeah. old. I saw that recently. Um, but I will check the octopus fact. But, you know, oh, there's man. a lot in the world around us. And I think it's good to keep your eyes open. Oh, it's a jellyfish. The immortal oh, jellyfish. The it's immortal the, jellyfish. It's the, what's it called? Uh, Turritopsis dorni. Mm. Uh, the secret to eternal right life is not just right. living a really, really long time. Immortal. Um, this they... is all good for, you know, people say, why is this useful? But this is all good for dates, you know, date chat. They can, they can revert from their adult phase to their like fetus phase and then go back. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Weird. Yeah, that really is weird. really bizarre. Well, anyway, the... anyway, right, let's, right, let's no, move no, on. Anyway. Let's move right, on. Right. Um, come on. Yes, just before <laughs> Come on, come on. Just before we get into it, I need to plug the Patreon. Uh, so most recently, Patreon have allowed me to give year-long memberships to people for a 15% discount. So if you are interested and have been like, oh, it seems quite interesting, but might be a bit too much money or don't really like fig that much, blah, blah, blah. You can over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash F-I guide. And you can now go for the yearly membership on all the tiers, if you like, any of the tiers for 15% off. And we most recently had an amazing, amazing webinar um, for the top tier members of the Patreon by our friend Sigmund um, on the uh, psychology of football index, which yep. I really good, enjoyed. Good friend of the show really really enjoyed and i think people really love that one so i might do you know what i might snip out like five minutes and put it on youtube and just you show really people what they're should. missing you really should i think that's a good idea well that's what sigmund keeps telling me to do as well so he's a smart man oh, I, think you should, I, I think you should do a podcast even link like oh, it's put it's a bit too much but you know link 30 or 60 seconds like a teaser oh. so people can click on it and listen to it and it sort of draws them in little I mean, do I people wouldn't... know you're the real marketing genius behind this yeah i mean i wouldn't do it with the opening eight minutes of, <laughs> of this episode but um it, it could be a possibility. Okay. All right. right. Let me, uh, let, me so, let me mull that one over. We're, we're going to first talk about the um, bit of comms that FI put out last Friday because yes, both of yes, us yes, yes. haven't talked to each other on the Figcast Extra because they keep making announcements on Fridays now as opposed to mm. Thursdays because they obviously mm. hate mm. us, which is quite annoying, obviously. It means that... Mm. And it wasn't quite something big enough for an extra extra cast, was it? I don't think so. And... I'm sure people know that listen to this anyway. We were on the round table this week and a little bit of this cropped up. Um, and it was interesting because last uh, Figcast Extra, we discussed the trader panel, didn't we? And then obviously the comms arrived on the Friday. Um, and what I'd link this to is on the round table, we were asked to score our optimism about the product. Weren't we out of five? And we both went for, for the next 30 five. days. Sorry for the next 30 days. And I'd actually like to just drop that down a little bit on this show and make a correction and probably go in at 3.25. Wow. Okay. Because I've reflected on it and I've read these comms again. And whilst I love the comms and I'm keen to see if you picked out anything that you enjoyed, um, I think we need to see implementation that I'll keep banging on about the design looks okay. I mean, look, sorry, well, I haven't seen the design. Okay. The concepts look really good. Um, they're now working on the design, obviously, and then they're going to look to implement it. Um, and I really like their tone. I think tonality goes a long way. I think humbleness, you know, rather than saying low prices, high yields and putting some blame onto coronavirus, I think stepping up and owning some of the mistakes and some of the, the clumsy mechanical launch pieces, um, it's just, it's really pleasant. And I think that was good of them and scanning Facebook forums, social media, like Twitter, I thought we saw a really positive reception to these comms, but you know, what about, what, what did you think? Where, you know, I guess going through them encouraged, do you need, 
I don't know. What's the main takeaway for you? I, I like the tone. It was clearly that the new comms officer doing um, doing their job, uh, yeah. getting their money's trust, worth. Didn't they? Which I loved. Yeah, I think there was Winning a humility about it and uh, a responsibility taking yeah, yeah. bit. And yeah, that the trust piece was good. I think they they'd admitted finally that this hasn't gone well. Um, yeah. They kind of gave us some um, uh, data. Was it forty one million pounds worth of bets? Uh, fueling the liquidity was that or something like that did i read something like For, that uh 43 million worth yes. of liquidity was yes. organically provided by traders yes yeah, yeah yeah which um which shows right that some of it might not be organically provided at the moment um which i think has been a bit of a, a back and forth uh, between yeah. In, yeah. in in the community um the thing that struck me was that in their in their piece of comms, you know, they talk about uh, all these things: the VWAP changing, or the or the portfolio valuation thing. Um, yeah. The VWAP of nine hundred shares is not an optimal price representation of all the shares in circulation in a single formula. A price attributed to shares by a tiny percentage can lead to a significant price volatility. We're going to put this right now. You know, we were both on the same trader panel and they say underneath that, our trader panel discussion this week brought to light some alternative ways to uh, value portfolios, which we're coupled with our internal ideas to form a plan of action that we're exploring mm. right now as a matter of high priority. So mm. me and you were having a little bit of back and forth before, before this show. Mm. Do you think this means the VWAP is changing or do you think we are going to have some other indicator of how all the shares in circulation are being valued per football? Mm. Mm. So, so there are a little bit, there's some blurred lines here when we talk about what number sits on the app in your portfolio page and what number sits in the blue and pink box, which is your buy and uh, sell box. And at the moment, obviously what's in the, um, the blue box is feeding the portfolio page. Or is it pink box? But one of the two. Right, well, you um, can, you can do either, right? You can do blue, or you can do mid price uh, mid price oh, between pink and yes. blue. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure yeah. eventually you can do pink as well if you want. Yes, I think right. they should okay, just do so, that. You know, but uh, I don't think that is a fair representation of what you could maybe put in, in quotation marks the market value of this player is, because if ninety percent of traders are happy to hold Mbappe at eleven pounds. But, you know, a few percent want to get rid of him at 9, 9.50, 9.75. It doesn't make sense that the market value or portfolio value is down at 9.50, 9.75. You know, we're getting the most pessimistic view. So I expect a portfolio valuation change, which will instantly have quite a positive uplift on prices. Um, that Putting that to one side, that's in one bucket labelled portfolio valuation. In another bucket, we've got what we see in these blue and pink boxes. And I struggle to see how they're going to move away from what they're doing currently. I mean, maybe I'm naive here and there might be some great suggestions. But if I'm going on and I'm clicking on buy, I need to be able to see the lowest 900. You know, that's ultimately what I should be seeing. So my logic and my my kind of psychological part of thinking is that if you've got a market value, which is, say, £14 for a player, I think there'll be reluctance to sell that player for £10.50, 11 So I think you get that natural drag up. Um, and they may add some more weighting to the VWAP. It might not be 900 It might be 2000 3000 We don't know. But there's, there's just two different things at play here when we talk about VWAP and what we see in the blue and pink boxes. 
and the valuation page. See, I'm kind of of the opinion that the VWAP mm. should be altered to reflect percentage of shares in circulation. I think that's a that's an easy it, yeah, step. Okay. But okay. but the reason I say that is because I think what we're talking about here is temporary anyway. Like in an, in an actual market, you know, um, you're of course a very experienced betfair trader. Um, yeah. On other markets, you'd have the the lowest offer and the highest bid uh creating the buy and sell price respectively but yep. in the fi world we can't do that because of two things there's not enough liquidity and two there is no depth so those are the main two things that stop us doing well, this you're spot on i mean i've got on a piece of paper here liquidity is our major issue if that but it doesn't if, yes does, go on go if, on sorry sorry no i was to say if that's coming in asap i think the pathway is somewhat different sure. versus if it isn't coming in. So I've got an arrow coming down. Liquidity, yes, like within a week or two. Okay, the A, B, C, D is what you do. If it's not coming in for maybe two months, then I think you then have to dig a little bit deeper on these temporary measures. I mean, according to these comms, it's not going to yeah. be the first thing that comes in, right? Um, the next paragraph like down, it. depth no, of market. No, no, no. Um, in the second like sentence it. on depth of market, they say this is now our main product priority, giving traders their transparency. Yeah. They need to avoid scenarios of price volatility as seen on the 13th of September when we mm. saw a drop in price across the platform and spike in panic sale. A lot of people listening right now might think, bloody hell, Panda and Figure going like word for word. But I think this because... The, t- the two of us maybe reflects kind of our trading style and the players we buy. We definitely like reading between the lines. But this to me shows that depth is probably the, the first thing that comes out. And to me, yeah. I think I was saying to you, like, I don't really understand that because if you don't bring in liquidity providers before you have the depth, then maybe there are mm, going to be some mm. very barren markets within Football Index. And yeah, this is really, I don't know. This is really interesting because I was against depth of market for a long time because I thought it may not scare traders, but it may show a distinct lack of a market and ability to sell your shares. And obviously I'm someone that like you, we we look medium to long term. And I think I'm just going to sell a tranche of shares at peaks along the next year or two. You know, I'm not instantly looking to cash out any position. Um, So I'm not worried about it, but it could spook some. And so I was against depth of market, but I think, if you're not going to have liquidity for a while, I think the pros outweigh the cons. And I'll tell you the reason why. When you look at the prices at the moment, they jump up in quite significant chunks. Yeah. Um, you know, I famously bought Sancho at 10.48. He jumped to 11.09. Um, I'm seeing some big jumps on, I don't know, you know, who is it today? Everyone. Greenwood. Everyone. I mean, we'll come on to actually. And, and, and it's quite like counterintuitive that the players with more shares in well, circulation it, are going up quicker well, than the, well, the, it isn't. the, and, the players with you know, less. And I, I sat Uncle Richard down and tried to explain this. And he, you know, he said, what's happening? What, why is, I don't know, why is Mbappe eight pounds or whatever he was at the time? This was a few weeks ago. And I said, well, you're in a position where fear has really crippled the market and people were just undercutting each other. The game is temporarily a little bit broken and lopsided and you've got no visibility of where to bid and where to undercut. And, you know, we don't really know what's between the all time high price and the current price. So if you're seeing uh, an opportunity to buy a Mason Greenwood, let's say at seven pounds 50 now, which is at four thirty on the 15th of October, there might be 200 shares to buy at £7.50, the next lot might be at £7.90. So if you click and buy 200 shares of Greenwood at £7.50, instantly he's going to jump up to £7.90. 
And depth of market will give us that transparency to see that actually it isn't going to take much at all to get these prices moving significantly upwards. And I think the the, the positive depth of market uh, campaigners, that's kind of what they're talking about. And that's why they want to see it because there isn't much in between all time high and current prices. Yeah. That's my kind of logic and thinking on that. Yeah, I made a video about this that went out yesterday that you oh, guys you? should definitely oh, check out about depth of market. But, <laughs> yeah, you um, should, yeah. Okay, you should check it out. But no, like, and, and I think it's going to be a great addition to the platform whenever it yeah, comes in. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think one of the things that I've said for a little while now since this downturn is the, you know, we've, we're now in a position where we've had quite a lot of bad happen recently. And now the actions that come forward have to be in a certain sequence and they have to happen in a certain mm. order. These dominoes have to fall in, in a certain way for us to get not to a flatlining bit, but to a net positive standpoint within the community. And I mean that from a sentimental standpoint, not from a money standpoint, right? You, you know, we're going to talk a bit about the fleetings of green right now and, and Super Saturday, the Saturday coming in that, that's been dubbed by, I think, our friend Headhunter. Um, I just think, you know, I think liquidity is the priority because like I think the the podcast that I had with uh, Duncan last Sunday, I don't mm, know if you had, mm. had the time to catch it, uh, Panda, but we, we kind of cut going in, in circles. He was kind of like, well, you know, I get that, but what about this? And then I was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, if you have yeah. that, but without depth and, and this doesn't work. So I think there's a... There's a lot of grey going on now and a lot of people trying to pick the, the black and whites between the solutions, oh, yeah, but, but there's, quite, there's yeah. none. Uh, there's no, no, there's no, no answers no. in there that are like either well, here or there. And I think, you know, with, with, the, with, the, with the depth side of things, I think I'm not going to cry if it comes in first, but I will question why it comes in after liquidity, if that makes sense. Um, well, maybe, maybe signing up contractually the market makers and liquidity providers. And maybe there's a reluctance to onboard before NASDAQ. Maybe, But like they've already got one that they've told us that already. Is it not a subsidiary set up alongside Football Index with Chinese walls in between them? And <laughs> ultimately, Chinese walls are a term in the old audit and accounting world where, you know, you may have a company and two teams in the company are working on confidential things and you're not meant to talk uh, between the teams, you know, because of conflict of interest and confidentiality. But I just wonder if there's a separate sub somewhere at Football Index, which is operating as a market maker uh, and it's not technically an, an external source of funds. I don't know, but... I'm not convinced we have official market makers and liquidity in place yet from an external company. I think it's still Football Index. Now, I, I agree with you when you just reference your discussion with Duncan. And for me, you know, if we don't have liquidity, but there are still fixes. I mean, I'm still convinced. Maybe I'm on my own island here. But yes, coincidentally, the top end didn't help itself that weekend where Black Sunday happened. And we discussed this on the round table. But it is far too simplistic to think... It was fear, fear of the bottom falling out. And I knew fairly hardy traders that were panicking about the future of the product, where it was going to. Once they started losing money on screen, they thought it's all going to go. And it was just pure panic. And so even if Football Index provided liquidity to the top 50, top 100 players, it breeds confidence in the market. That's what amazes me. I mean, that comms last week, Fig, we liked it. 
Nothing has fundamentally technically changed. But yet, look at the difference because people are happy with the comms, the tone of it, and a little bit of market making at the top end. And that's breeding confidence through the platform. Obviously, we've got deposit bonus stage two coming up. So it's not going to take a lot. So even if we don't have liquidity, I still think there are some uh, bits of the puzzle that they can stick in and they can get this rising. But for full rockets... I'm kind of anticipating liquidity. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but, I but, don't. You know, but let me let me right, let me ask a follow up there. What what um yes, what what would be your ideal? I, I keep talking about these dominoes. What would be the ideal order of these dominoes that you'd like to fall? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, I got a lot of stick last, not a lot of stick, but there was there was a bit of focus right on this market reset, and yeah, you know, certainly wasn't married to the idea. It was purely a floating of a thought, almost like a brainstorm. You know, for those people that believe the market crashed because of Football Index's ineptitude, then you may argue, okay, look, we apologise for that. You know, it shouldn't have happened that way. We've got far more pieces of the puzzle in place now, circuit breakers, depth of market. Let's reset back to all-time high or let's reset this new valuation and then we go again. You know, it doesn't happen. It's not a problem. It was just floating of an idea out there that i think people run run with um what would i do personally i probably would do i would change the valuation of the portfolios to make this more representative um that would be number one for me and that feels like a quick win this is providing you can't have liquidity and then i may show depth of market as well and then bring in the circuit breakers the yields and some extra bells and whistles on it but Again, it's different depending on if we've got liquidity or not. But I think portfolio valuation to me is the quickest win. And I think that's going to breed some real positivity. You know, I don't think we'll see these prices again. I'll be honest with you. I say, I've said it many, these prices right now are unbelievable value and yields. And in a month, we'll never look back and see these again. Obviously, I may be wrong, but that's my honest opinion about it. I just wonder if it's going to be, as you mentioned, another way to value your portfolio or it's going to be a change to the VWAP until we have en- enough liquidity. Um, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very, I, I, and I'm that, sure they're going through that now. When do you think we're going to hear some bits and pieces from them? Are you thinking early November? Or I, it has to be as soon as humanly possible, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. why early November? We're in the middle of October now. Yeah. Um, I, you I know, they I, promised I, NASDAQ I, in September. We're 45 I, days past that deadline. Yeah, I guess that's my negativity creeping in perhaps of just taking things with a pinch of salt and adding on a month <laughs> <laughs> and who could blame you right um yeah, i think one of I the mean, things that's come to fore is that a lot of people are struggling to take what fi say at face value they now want execution and action yeah and i and i yes correct correct um and i i did see a tweet i forget who it's from an account i like it may come back to me saying look nothing's really changed and to an extent it hasn't but i do believe fi inserted quite a lot of bids I know there's a bit of contentious debate around there, around was it FI, was it traders? I think FI have added some liquidity to the top end, and I think that's bred confidence throughout. So, and that, and that was a really positive change, and they need to keep, to keep doing that. You know, if you can't prop up the whole market, isn't that another? I had a chat with um, Colonel Mustard in your patron, and he had a really great idea around. You know, I would focus market. <laughs> Sorry, that Colonel Mustard. <laughs> oh yeah. Can- What's his name? What's his name? I don't remember his actual. He's name. my friend. You know, he's the guy. I know, I know. He was on a he was on a trader panel trader. with you. Yeah, he's a good. No, I say good friend of mine. That sounds so creepy, <laughs> but I like him, and he sat to my right. Perfectly pleasant bloke. We shared. <laughs> a slice of pizza. We we shared a slice of pizza. Together. What? As in you shared one slice? 
Oh, no, that sounds crazy. No, we didn't. We had a slice each from a Domino's box with Kieran or Mike. I can't remember who it was. Um, nice. But, yeah, he eats pizza really nicely. Oh, um, but uh, <laughs> no, no, he, he said, probably because of the old days, we were used to having liquidity and instant sell across the whole marketplace. But you wouldn't. Generally, riskier bets with higher value, you would want to... Um, you should be accepting that there probably isn't the same liquidity in those players versus your top 200. So I'd focus the market making. I'd like, you know, have it targeted and have it on the top 200 or top 500. Because you know, if you're buying up a player at 60p with the potential to go to six pounds, that's a high risk, high reward trade. And I don't think you should always have massive liquidity for that. You know, you wouldn't on yeah. fair in other places. Hmm. Yes. Should, should we talk a little bit about the, the sprinklings of green we've seen and, and also yeah, Super yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. it has yeah. been dubbed? Yep, yep. Uh, good friend of ours, Triple H. Uh, not Paul Levesque, but oh shit! I'm going to pause it here. He's gone next door. Oh, the dog. I tell you what, you can leave this in. The dog. I'm going to be fired. The dogs run next door. The dogs run next I, door. I need to get him back. Oh god! All right, right. This, this is. We can just continue, but um, I'm going to press pause on my recording now. And I've got. To, no, no, no. You're good. Just, just, just keep it recording, and then just we'll, keep running. I'll, I'll be three up. minutes. I've got to try and go and get him back in case he savages the children. All right. All right, I'll be back in a minute. All right, bye bye. I don't know. Do I keep this in? Do I take this out? It's um, an interesting thing to think about. You know, can I fill three minutes on my own? I usually do this for the private Patreon pods where I just speak on my own for like 15, 20, 30 minutes, and people seem to enjoy them. So maybe this is the future of the Fitcast Extra, where I just speak on my own for like the whole time, sixty minutes. I think it might actually be decent. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's an idea, actually. That's definitely an idea. Um, trying to think what I've been up to recently as a as a, as a slight segue. Uh, bought a new water bottle. Um, so what happened is the the kind of um, the rubber uh, washer on my lid has disappeared, and also the lid's a bit dodgy. So the other day I went and played football, had this bottle in my bag. And the water had just started spring, like slowly dripping out. It's horrible. Came out with a, a really, really heavy bag. Um, I've had some slack recently from some friends, um, from Footman Index friends, talking about how they find it strange that I eat soup, like chicken soup, and then I have on the side some wedges of sweet potato that I just kind of eat with it as a, um, as a filler, I suppose, and, a, and, a, and a, a part of my five a day. And I just wanted to get your thoughts, everyone, you know? Like... Do you think that's strange? Do you think it's strange that I have sweet potato with soup? I don't think it's particularly strange. But, um, you know, others seem to think I'm absolutely mental. Someone actually compared it to having ketchup on your cereal, which I found pretty insane. I was very hurt by that, actually, if I'm honest. It it hurt me deeply. Sweet potatoes and soup. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think what else I've done. I mean, this is... This is really unexpected. I mean, Panda actually said to me before the show that whether or not he should start going back to doing 10 minutes of prep for this podcast. He, he feels it's gone it's gone a bit awry, awry. He thinks it's gone too far in the the realms of anything goes and way off the cuff. But I think that's the best bit. You know, this is these are the moments you live for, right? On these Football Index podcasts. Um, you know, these random three minutes of me talking about random bullshit while this bloke goes and gets his uh, dog. Um, I, f- I suppose it's like when uh, Panda steadied the ship on the hot mic that we did that time. Um, you know, 
the hot mic that we did where I had to move. I think I had to go do some... Uh, there was like a storm outside and my internet wasn't really working and he had to just like... He had to just carry the show on his own. So here we are, returning the favour. I just hope he's not that long, really, because I obviously haven't prepped for this. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know. I'm also, uh, I've also recently bought a lava lamp uh, in, the, in the shape of a rocket, no less. Um, which I'll take some pictures, I'll put it on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, rocket being symbol- symbolic of FI and, um, you know, the, the prowess of the mogul. But uh, it's, it's pretty cool to look at, actually. Um, I was quite worried, actually. I've never had a lava lamp before, and I, put it, I turned it on. And you know how, if you've got a lava lamp at home, you'll know. If, if it, like, it starts kind of, like, melting the stuff inside, warming it up, and then it, and then it starts floating up and down. And I was convinced I brought a broken... Oh, lava lamp because um, sorry mate I, I was just talking about my um, new lava lamp and I was saying right I've, who are you talking to um, I was talking to myself for the last three minutes four minutes carrying the show you weren't yeah I was oh, bloody hell. so I was just talking about this lava lamp that I've got right yeah and um, <laughs> and um, and I, I when I, I've never had a lava lamp before when I first took it out of the box and turned it on I was convinced it was broken because you know how it has to warm up for the bits in the middle and and start floating around. I was just like, oh wow, the bits in the middle, they're broken. They're not moving. This isn't supposed to how it's supposed to be. But uh, there we are. How's the dog? <sighs> it's just an unbelievable character. He's got so bold. He's leaping over. I mean, I'm not much of a, a handyman, but I put up some fencing, and he's now growing so quickly. He's like leaping over it, and he's kind of going next door now. So. I have to run, and then he chooses when to listen to me, when not to. For his oh, recall. Mate. But anyway, he's back, and he's now back inside. Uh, my sister panicked because she thought she'd lost him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's back. So he's anyway, back. So Here we are. Here we are. I have to go, puppy, and uh, high pitch voice. <laughs> right. So he is back. Uh, everything's secured. I'm going to put some new fencing up. That's my job for tomorrow. Well, that's Where were we tomorrow. then? We, we were talking, we were talking about, about um, Green, Super Saturday. Super Saturday. Yeah. Like yeah. what's what are your thoughts right, going what, into this weekend? So what, yeah, yeah. What this is, is few and friends in my s- social circle have all been selling up or waiting for stage two of the deposit bonus because they're like, you know what? We're going to use stage one to sell and build up a big, ca- big cash balance. Then we're really going to attack the 8.25% bonus in sta- you know, in the second stage. So that begins on the 16th. And I know a few people have deposited and are waiting to hit buy for that day. And I think some people jump in the gun early and getting out ahead of it. And that's what's happened today. So we're seeing some really large rises. We've got a massive amount of football coming up now. Saturday, we've got Liverpool derby, uh, Milanese derby, haven't we? We've got United at eight o'clock. We've got City Arsenal. We've got Dortmund against a team that smashed by and I forget who. We've got such a great day of football. And I really sense some optimism. So stage two, combined with the comms, I think are leading to this uh, this optimism. And as we know, prices aren't just going to go penny by penny up. They're going to jump chunks at a time because there just isn't much resistance there back to the all-time high. So that's where Super Saturday has come from. And I think we're already seeing that now come to fruition. The green shoots have started. The green shoots of recovery. Yeah. I mean, like, dare I say, I called it earlier. I think we've bottomed out. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, that could make me look really, really quite foolish. Yeah. I'm basing that on... I'm thinking some implementation of some of the comms, you know, within the next couple of weeks. Um, and maybe we won't go mad, but I don't think we're going to have another situation of Black Sunday. What did I say to 
Fifth car sections ago. Did I say three within three weeks we'd turn a corner? You said within three weeks. Uh, and I think I said three months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shove that up your know. super forecaster. No, I know. I'm talking for <laughs> past all time highs. What about the game? Play your cards right, play your trades. Yeah, you right. beat me there. I dominated you on that. Dominated. You really That's honestly you got in my head so badly that I, with I the first you. with the first yeah. answer you gave, you got in my head. Yep. Yeah, you were just in my head. And do do you know what? I'm going to admit something. Actually, the question about the the goal scorers in the top five leagues with six goals, I didn't know we were allowed more than one from each league. Oh, so you because there's one. Was it Cranbridge? Cranbridge. You had Niane. Is it Son and Son and Calvert Lewin? So four. And I said three, didn't I? Yep. And I thought. How many of the league? So I just like misinterpreted the question. So I probably would have won three two there. I don't know. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a, a master gamesman. <laughs> you know, even though you may be better, people were better at COD than me at uni, Call of Duty. But I'm afraid my reputation and my cunning. You know, because I'm smarter than the average bear, so I could always get the angle on people. <laughs> right? Should we um, should we transition into questions here? Because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, the last 10 minutes uh, and the 10 minutes at the start have been basically horrendous, but I've, I'm hoping the the shit sandwich that we served. Yeah, right. Let's, serve. let's Go on, you get, get to the questions cracking. while I plug The Athletic. If you guys do know or don't know, this podcast is sponsored by The Athletic. They are amazing. Go check them out. Theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig for 40% off your annual subscription. Uh, it comes out to about 2 99 What, you bought anything recently for 2 99 <sighs> Uh, bought dog toy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a selection shield that shield the scratches. Exactly, and just you know, yeah, that's 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 spot on. Yeah, I think it'd be teething for a while. So yeah, toys. Mm. Go on then. You are okay, first. Okay, so we're going to kick off with Fi Headhunter. Yeah, and he says, "I saw you mention Super Saturday." In response, sorry, uh, looks like rockets. You are okay. Do it basically. Long cut. Long story short, do you think recovery will carry on through the weekend? We just covered it. I do. Yes. Right. EJ, this is for you as well. I'll do two at a time if we've raced through these. With the market being very volatile at the moment for obvious reasons, do you think this will encourage or put off more serious traders, investors? Hmm. In other words, do you think they can look past FI's missteps and seize the opportunity? I would fill my boots. Now this, I'm going to jump out ahead of you here. This is really interesting. I've got two things to say to EJ, right? Number one, I was in the pub recently, wasn't I, with... uh, uh, an esteemed Betfair trader sent you the photos of, of the notes we were making. And he was about to come onto this platform with a large uh, investment, but he backed off with what he saw with the launch of order books. And I'm concerned that the majority EJ are just going to pause for thought um, and see how things play out over the next month. So that's my kind of gut reaction there. But again, it's from a small sample size. The other thing I want to say to EJ, I actually wanted to apologize for a tweet I put out. I thought it was quite clumsy. I was doing a case study, right, Fig, of Blockbuster versus Netflix. I'm studying I'm studying equities, right? And there was this discussion around, you know, the, the launch of a new product versus the old one. And what came to my mind was how footballers are at the start of their career versus footballers at the back end and how footballers phase out new ones come in you know and i kind of put some names there and it was quite clumsy and i didn't intend to depump anyone because i don't like that and so i thought i'd apologize for that tweet because i do think messi is an outstanding uh, buy on football index so ej quickly called me out on that and i think you've got to own up to those mistakes you make so hopefully ej acknowledges the apology 
You went you went up against someone uh, in a high weight class there, didn't you? No, no, don't say that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I never said that. I'll take on it. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I was saying that I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah it's an interesting tweet. I remember looking at it being like, he's lost his head, hasn't he? I, no, no, I, I lo- I lo- I've read it in this book and I loved it. So I was like, that is so neat how, you know, they literally, I don't know, what's the word? Uh one went up, one went down. I'm not sure what that word is that I'm looking for. But I thought it was, and it, what was also interesting is that Blockbuster took ages to go out of business. Well, they did, but because impression. because Love Film and 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 you know what became Netflix oh, right. took took a little yeah. while to yeah. Um, yeah. because did Love Film become Netflix? Is, is that I can't remember what that something was. happened there where yeah. Love Film were doing Blockbuster but delivery and then. Right they pivoted to online or was that Netflix that came in and went like, let's just do that. But online, I need to research, research that. I just thought I'm going to look, I just thought it went boom overnight. And when I looked at the graph and the price of the share, it, it trickled down for years. Um, I used to go and get Sega Saturn, uh, hire it out for the weekend from Blockbuster for like 10 or 15 quid, you know, play Daytona. Love film was taken things. into uh, Amazon. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But by, um, yeah. Oh, they got acquired by Amazon in 2011. Oh, right. And they had okay. 2 million subscribers at that point. So they were doing really well. They were doing well. Um, yeah. And then obviously they, they folded into the, the online version. I mean, good, good mm. for them because that business wouldn't be booming at this point. No. I'm still surprised that WH Smith's going to um, survive. I'm shocked by that. I used to work in WH Smith and be a bit of a card fiend. They used to make me tidy the cards because I couldn't believe how quickly I tidied them. And But <laughs> state that... <laughs> <laughs> the point is, uh, uh, oh my it's like it's like a shop and nothing really. It's good for stationery, but how can you? Well, I actually don't remember sub- the last time I went into a WH Smith. No, I used to go in and buy the official PlayStation magazine, four ninety nine with a demo disc, bit stationery, erasers, pencil cases for the new term. But now I just it's like a lot of nothing. Everything's on Amazon or Ryman's for stationery. How is it still going? Oh, I and don't magazines. Know. Anyway, that, this is really off. Yeah, we've so gone e- well off. EJ tangent, says, yeah. we've answered EJ, right, over to you. What are your thoughts on FI and Tonic's new logo? Love it. Uh, good nine out of ten. Yeah. For me, simplicity. Class act. Is beautiful. Uh, that's not a good phrase, but it's like the, the simpler the better, I yeah. think, in all walks of life. Keep your trading simple. Keep your fashion simple, you know, dark tops, light trousers for nice contrasts. Just keep things simple in life. And love is... Um, uh, photo. Um, Form Cruncher says, who is a really good account, in preparation for tomorrow's shopping spree, see, here you go, another one, which five players on the index do you think will win the most match day PB pennies between now and January the 1st? Oh, Good question. Neymar? Yep, I agree. Messi? I agree. Match day dividend mm. PB. Match day dividend PB. Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah. On pens? Yeah. Um, KDB, Messi, Neymar. Sergio Ramos? A brave man would say Trent, wouldn't they? <laughs> Which is not going to happen, I don't think. Uh, it, sh- it should do. It could, it it should could do. do. I think Trent and Sergio Ramos are the other two. Okay, all right. We only picked Decent one midfielder there. It's, it's harder to predict them, of course. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Ilicic, is he back? He uh, was a beast last year, isn't he? He's he's back ish. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was yeah. training. Tony Cruz always puts yeah. up good numbers. Odegaard looked all right for Norway, but is he going to yeah, get the minutes? Yeah. See, the trouble is a lot of players this year are getting bit part minutes. 
you know, the Nkunku's of the world. People know I'm a big fan of Christoph Nkunku, but he's going to constantly be hauled off after 60 minutes, get a little half an hour at the end. So you're going to have to have real patience on someone like that. Similar to Erdegaard, I think. Um, right. Le Grand Showpony. Is your future Urban Podcast co-host exempt from the dreaded Panda 20? Uh, he is. I wouldn't put a fig on it. Uh, as a follow-up with uh, a pre... What's that word? Pre-formaining arts expert. I've never heard that word before. I, I haven't Pre-formaining either. arts expert, like ourselves being advised to refrain, retrain, retrain. Oh. Do you, th- do you think young Figlet should let me give him a sick fade? Um, so, you know, the whole thing surrounding people should retrain to get jobs. Have you seen, have you seen this whole uh, movement from... Um, was it was it Sunak who, who came out? Was it Sunak who came out and said basically people in the arts and creative industry should uh, retrain? Um, and obviously, <laughs> okay. young young Showpony is is a musical talent himself. That's, he is. He's got a cracking voice. Um, he he's basically saying, should he retrain to become a barber and cut my hair? Ah, oh, that it, he's like uh, William Wordsworth in his words, his uh, speech. Um, he should retrain. Yeah, and I I need a haircut as well, so I would. I'm tempted to go for a sick fade, but I've got such little hair. I don't know how it'd look. What's your hairstyle, by the way? I can never work out what yours is. I don't know. Is yours a wig or is it real? You can see it on screen now. It's very real. Let me have a quick look at it. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's very real. A... It's quite a nice like side path. Yeah, it's it? like but to the side. What number have you got on the sides there? You should go for like a two or a, or a two. one to a three. And, uh, and what number is that on top? Is, would that even be a number? It wouldn't be a number. It's scissor. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, My right. turn. Let's go. Uh, we've got a question here from Old Man FI from the Discord. The Rises Day seemed to be influenced by the bonus and proved the theory of thin walls on the top players. With the majority yep. of top players still being significantly off their all-time high, do you think yep. we will see some more of the same in the coming weeks? Yes, yes. I, I, you know, loath to kind of go over this again but i think we discussed it i do see it coming in the top uh, in the next coming weeks and i think i think i think we're back to an extent so yeah i agree with him i think it's coming do you think uh yes okay um football index legacy where do you see yourself in two years time through a podcasting lens <sighs> two years from now five five million downloads yeah yeah five million downloads yeah um where- Find some another award. Yeah, I think you could bag another award. I don't know where from though. No, no, um, no. I, I see myself almost. No, I don't know where I see myself really. Being on like the front of time, <laughs> like this culture. <laughs> like, I tell you, I tell you what I do see. I tell you what I do <laughs> yeah. see is doing. Um, uh, more so you know this isn't particularly in the next two years this is maybe just the next 12 month outlook i want to do <laughs> right. i want to do more in-person podcasts yeah and when people allow me i want to video them as well ah. and i also want to do a few more live shows yeah from i think that would... probably late spring next year mm. permitting mm. covid mm. onwards i think that would be quite fun yeah bars and getting out and socializing mixing the community what, what type like of that. what what level venue do you reckon we could sell out Ah, oh, probably the London Palladium. <laughs> did you see that? Did you fucking yeah, see that for Arsene Wenger's book did. tour? I, I couldn't did. believe I my eyes. I it was fucking jam full, like four <laughs> days before we're going into tier two in London. I, I just know. couldn't not and believe. I, I was like, is this real? 
And these poor football clubs can't have a oh thousand my people coming God. in. And they're begging for five hundred. In in outdoor space as well. So I know. do we do we formally put ourselves before, behind the let fans in hashtag? Like, have you seen? Have you seen how football clubs have formally announced their like their backing? No, it's like Man United no. will tweet something like, "We are formally putting ourselves behind the let fan in movement with like a, a signature uh, or whatever." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. quite funny if you did what? <laughs> well, let, what? Because let's in for our shows, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe let's see. Um, yeah, let fans in shows. Um, if I bend with a new photo here, says Fig. Could we see a slightly more random league order? with teams being re- deducted points due to COVID, Roma, and now Napoli. Appreciate the impact may not be huge, but four points could well make a difference between Europe qualification and not. I think I think Serie A is just a bit of a fucking jungle, isn't it? Was it uh, Roma who failed to register a player because they thought he was over mm. 23? It Was it um, mm. uh, Diawara, uh, the central defensive midfielder? Um, mm. And now mm. the Napoli-Juventus? Or, like, I just... I think... They are the worst run league by quite a distance, the Serie A. So I wouldn't look at what's happening with them and think, shit, this is a bit of a mess because they are a mess, like organisationally um, and everythingly, really, uh, compared to the other top four leagues in Europe. Mm. Okay. Um, got Fair a question answer. here from Football Index TW from the Discord. What happened to Heel yes. Panda and Darth Fig? Lasted all yeah. of two weeks, more face yeah. turns to the big show. So what I will say is mine only lasted a weekend. I, I said to myself, I'm just yeah. going to become Darth Vic for a weekend. Yeah. Join the nice change. I have paused to do some due diligence, but I added the second member of the Panda 20 today. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, through SOTD, because I thought that was a fair shout, because that guy is a bit of a snaky trader, so I blocked him. Um, and they, they will come back, but sometimes I think, oh, do I want to draw attention even to these people? Very tricky. So... The pa- yeah, I, my heel turns kind of faded a little bit because ultimately I'm quite a nice guy. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. I've got another quick one right. here from Isla Man guy from cool. the Discord. Do the following players make the England Euro squad? Greenwood, Bellingham, right. Pickford, Calvert Lewin, Hudson Odoi. I mean, should I tell you what I've gone for? Go on. No, no, yes, yes, no, and that's just because of who's in charge. Yeah, that's the that's my issue. There's no way Southgate's getting the sack before the Euros, so we have to accept he's going to be in charge. And he runs it a little bit like a school teacher with his favourites and his pet pupils. Um, Why is Mason but, Mount everyone's favourite? I don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, look, I said he was the breakout star of the year, didn't you I? You did, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was enjoying him towards the back end of last season. So you know, this is all relative. I think when you say you don't like, like. I'm not saying he's rubbish, far from it. I'm just saying I prefer other players. You know, you can have two good players and one just a touch better. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, I go with your answers, to be fair, because I think it's Southgate dependent, really. I mean, my answers would be different to what Southgate does. So, um, right. Football Index Tactics here. Nick says, will the NFL finish their season with the amount of teams recording positive COVID cases? Blah, blah. Well, so what I'd say about that is basketball. You might know this. Thing. Yeah. They went to the Disney, didn't they? Yeah, Disney, yeah, yeah. And they, they basically lived in a bubble. NFL, 32 teams with 53-man active rosters. Actually, it's more this year because of COVID. It's impossible to put them all in a bubble. What I do think they'll do is no matter what, 
money is so important to the National Football League that even if they have to go based on winning percentage and miss out some games, they'll finish this season. And then when we get to the playoffs, they'll put the playoffs in a bubble. And I've heard LA and Dallas, I think, have been used as potential bubble spots. So they'll have the AFC teams in one area and NFC in the other. So we will have a Super Bowl this year. But there may be an asterisk by it because... It's going pretty badly now because the Falcons have got hit with it. The Titans had an outbreak. Uh, Patriots did. So, uh, But it's like, you know, you don't know when it's going to end. So it sounds quite crude, but you, you just got to get on with it, right? Well, I think so. And I think that the NFL in itself are so money hungry. Um, and it's entertainment. And, you know, if you're going to lock people down, take away privilege, I think we need and to. And as long as the players want to, right? Exactly. Well, look, this sounds really crude. You're right. The players signed up for it and they knew the risks. They ch- A lot of players from the Patriots opted out. Some other players from other teams opted out. And that's perfectly acceptable. There should be no criticism for that. But some of them signed up for their paychecks and to play. They're fit and healthy. Because the other um, thing is in the NFL, it's very much a lot of the, the contract payments are per game, isn't it? Correct, correct. I mean, when you see a contract which might be a five-year, $70 million deal. That's the headline figure. Only 30 of that might be guaranteed. The rest of it is in incentives, in playing time, and you can get cut very quickly in the NFL. So it's very owner-friendly, the way contracts are structured. You don't get a lot of protection. Although Kirk Cousins, who plays for the Vikings, got a 100% guaranteed contract. Wow. That's very rare. Did you very, see very the rare. guy who, um, isn't Dak Prescott, had a really horrible injury? Yeah, that's a good idea. You see, he turned down a big deal from the Dallas Cowboys. And now he's fractured or bro- fractured his ankle. And he's going to miss the season and may get now less money next year. Because obviously he might not be ever back to his best. Although you do re- you know, recover from those injuries pretty well but um just shows you know that is the game of chicken you play do you hold out for a mega contract offer when you're out and you're a free agent or do you take slightly less money but guarantee your future financial security but yeah he fractured his ankle so, so yeah um i've got one here from matt burrows from the discord uh, southgate solskjaer or lampard who's the worst oh crikey that is a really good question i think they're all out of their depth and um i think lampard's probably the best out of those three do you think? Yeah, probably. I wonder if Ollie is. Nah, he's... I mean, yeah. Ollie last year, for all the stick he got, to get them third was a hell of an achievement. Yeah, but like he had the easiest run in Premier League history. in With well, no, no fans not, not for, no, at the not end of it. No, 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 no. He look did. From when Bru- look, no, at the end, but look from when Bruno arrived. His form was pretty decent. I mean, they yeah. beat City away. They had a decent run in the Cups. They had an identity, at least, with the kind of counter-attacking um, style, I guess you'd call it, and quite defensive nature. I mean, I'm not sure Ollie can go and play on the front foot and play a great brand. but They should have just tried to sell Pogba the best they could. Yeah, so I think yeah. he... I think it's close. You might... Go on. Yeah, no, you might be... I'll, no, I'll accept what you said. Lampard's the best. Go on, let's, let's um, keep going. We need to get through these. <laughs> Well, how long have we been going here? 54 minutes. We've got to really race now. Right. Chris Barker, what is the super, fast, super forecaster's prediction and what happens to the market tomorrow? Second bonus. Okay, we've done that. Top three and their prices at the end of the second period. Price is too hard, Chris, but who are your top three risers for this period coming up? Uh, I, I think I said on the round table, I think Bruno would probably win the most dividends between now yeah, and, the, and Christmas. Yeah, decent Yeah. Um, and you said Maguire, who's off to a decent start, isn't he? No, that was just media. That was, oh, it was just media. media. Just because he was playing so poorly in the court case. I wonder mm. if he'd have a high spotlight. That was just media. I think Bruno could have a big rise over the next couple of weeks. Bruno, I think Messi Neymar, could. Messi? And Neymar, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. 
Football index, do you want to do one? Uh, yeah, let me go for one. Um, We're just going to keep racing now. Perry, FI from the squad. In your opinion, why haven't FI released the issuance curve yet? Also, in honour of Panda20, mm. what's the most ridiculous mm. thing you've read about yourselves on socials? Ah, uh, the most ridiculous thing I was between FPL and Vespasian talking about my son and the cobblers with him not being well, which he, you know, people that know me know he isn't and kind of questioning that. That's just, just really like, messed up. Oh, just absolutely bonkers. Those two, those two are really quite. The most uh, ridiculous thing I read about, uh, was it you or me apparently in one of us getting banned? <laughs> oh, yeah. That made me laugh. I think that's, I think that's, I think that is a, that's a footstop troll. Account, isn't it? Brilliant. Um, um, yeah, apparently, apparently I've been banned it, and you're on the way. I'm on the way as well, apparently. <laughs> Handcuffs uh, and all, okay. handcuffs and all. Yeah, good question. There's going to be, I, I think Matt is, Matt's going to start a free fig campaign soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, footy next day. We didn't actually <laughs> answer Perry's question about the insurance curve. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so in your opinion, oh, why haven't FI revealed the yeah, insurance right. curve yet? Right, really good question. I think that to get back to all-time high prices is going to be pretty damn easy. I think, as one of our friends said, who doesn't like to be mentioned anymore, once we get to the all-time high, there's going to be slightly more traction and talk required to move up in prices. And I just wonder if they're playing around with that, just contemplating what number and how to make that issuance curve to get the price moves fluid. So I think it's just thinking time. And maybe eventually start issuing below all-time high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I think precisely. we've I've said that yeah. a couple of times. I think there's much the more work needed on that behind the scenes, and I think they're doing that now. Um, Your turn. Footy Index, Dave. If you were given the ability to change three things about the index tomorrow, what would they be? I think you've kind of answered that, haven't you? Depth, liquidity, and valuation. Um, given the rises we're seeing, Fig, what strategy do you use when deciding whether to bid or buy from market? Mm, Good question. That's a tough one. Um, I think bidding is... I think above and beyond, if you have a player that you think isn't going to run away, maybe because of the spread is large or you just think you've got a reason that they are not going to rise in price soon, probably want to bid for them. The other thing is um, depending on how much cash balance you have, because I think if you've got a really large cash balance and you can afford to spread loads and loads of bids, it's kind of a numbers game. You put loads of bids on that you think have a 10% chance likelihood of being accepted but 20 of them you get two of them and you're probably going to be able to trade out of those very easily I'd kind of think about those two things uh, in tandem when the sentiment's like this and and prices can rise really quickly the thing is it's very hard without depth as well I know I know I was kind of criticizing that being the next step but without depth it's more of a looking at the spreads as much as you can and, and how much uh, movement is going on with it. I think that's really interesting that you almost come around to it and answered your own question as to why it might be useful yeah. when we see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, Index Gain, uh, shout out to them, they've recently come out with that um, spread oh, monitor yeah. thing, which is quite cool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that, that is, the, with what the information the that we have, mm. that's the that's the basically yeah. the biggest thing that you need to be looking at. And also there's, oh, there's oh, obvious oh. ones as well, right? If someone gets injured or, or has bad performance then it's obviously probably better to, to you know bid yeah yeah good answer and your last one from footy Indicative. last one I think there's yeah, no... he's got three questions in this tweet i've got loads so that i wanted got... to ask okay well we'll have to just keep going on my friend yeah yeah uh what would your england starting 11 be uh we can take turns but henderson in goal henderson right? goal trent trent right back gomez gomez Maguire. i actually yeah. like tyrone mings 
I do, but I think you've got to give Maguire the benefit yeah. of the doubt to get through this period. And um, probably Chilwell. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then, now this is where we probably disagree. I like Hend- Rice. <sighs> I like now, Declan Rice. This is very interesting. So Declan Rice, I've noticed, and if you've seen this, passes the ball and remains fairly stationary. You know, when you watch Busquets play, Busquets not only finds those angles and leads the player, the receiver of the ball, he'll then move and always be open to receive it back again. I think Declan Rice has got quite a bit of growth to make if he's going to turn into this effective defensive midfielder. I thought he was probably our best player yesterday. I like him, though. I I thought him coming off for Henderson was really fucking weird. So would you go Rice and Henderson? Or not give us enough control? I don't don't know why Henderson would start. No, okay. I I, I fucking prefer Calvin Phillips, I think, over Henderson. Okay, so you go Rice. I'd go Rice and I don't... I'd fucking go for Bellingham. I think it's better than most of them. <sighs> I think that's naive. It is naive. It's, it's, it's not, not going to happen. Shell. It's not going to happen. No, it's not a terrible shout. I know where you're going with It's it. not going to happen. I was thinking he's close to this team, but um, you could go Bellingham. Front three, I know you laugh at this. I would go Grealish, Kane and Sancho. Grealish, Kane, Sancho. I'm not going to laugh at that. But a lot of people would say... Where's Sterling? Where's Sterling Rashford? Sterling and Rashford. Yeah. But I think Grealish is better than... Ra- well, I can't even say I'll get hammered. But I would go Grealish, Kane and uh, Sancho. Or maybe Sterling right wing, Sancho in the 10. <laughs> nah. And then maybe... Yeah, Rice and someone else behind. Well, I've got loads of questions. Um, right, come We've on. got a question here from a new Discord channel that's been created by um, some people that have left the forum because they... Oh. Uh, yeah, they, they've basically created a new mini forum in the form of a Discord um, because they are kind of sick to death with the, the real toxicity in the, the official mm. FI forum, which is a real shame. And if people on yeah. the FI are, are listening, they should definitely go and um, check that out uh, yeah. and, and see what's going on in there because it's not, not a great place anymore. Um, a question here from Sav2000 from there. Interesting to listen to the Roundtable pod. What was it like being on the other side of the desk? <laughs> yeah, I... I, th- I thought it was really good. I, great blokes. had a really good chat. I enjoyed doing a little bit of preparation for it, actually, which is quite ironic because this one we just turn up and chat, whereas that one I knew a couple of the topics in, in advance. And I think that helps the quality of chat. Um, so I may bring that over, that practice over to this podcast. I found it really easy and relaxing, really, um, because we were just chipping in, weren't we? So it's good fun. But I struggled a bit not to go off at a tangent. <laughs> it's quite... It's quite uh, I wonder why. <laughs> you can't it's tell from this crazy. podcast can you no. <laughs> it doesn't really suit me i don't think that format but people said i got into fourth gear and they were shocked. really but, but it, was, it was the battle uh got a question what did from... you think of it mate oh, i enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah, um cool. right. i think i've been a guest on my own show twice and i've been on the business of betting podcast oh, of course you have if you're an experienced vet oh, i'm an experienced yeah, yeah. i've also been a guest on on other podcasts that i probably won't mention yeah? as well yeah yeah uh, got a question here from Jonesy on, on Twitter. What are your five yeah. best trades on FI since you started? Players and approximate profit, please. <sighs> That's a lot, right? Let's go for top three. Or yeah, let's just I name mean, I, I, ones back and back. Yeah. I, 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 the lesson I'd like to share with people, I had an excellent trade on Sergio Ramos at uh, start of last season. It was superb. And I had an exit point, I think, of the quarterfinals of the Champions League. I just thought, I want to be out in case they don't progress, blah, blah. Or maybe it was the second round. Anyway, I made a lot of money on him initially, but then I got very greedy. And he got a red card and he kind of never really recovered that form and didn't score for ages. And I lost a lot of the notional profit I'd built up. And that's just a lesson in kind of executing 
on your exit point, if you plan to, that is, and not be a long-term holder. So Ramos was a great trade, um, but, I, but you know, I messed up the exit. Uh, Sergey Milinkovic Savic. I think I was buying at 160 ish. This is pre share split. So I had about 800 of him, which is quite a lot because it's basically the equivalent of 2,400 now. Um, And uh, he rose to about 230 and won a gold man day um, within a week. So I made made a lot of money. That's probably one of my better ones. (laughs) I'll tell you another good one I had. I bought into. What's the guy at Napoli? Um, one back-to-back PBs in the nine in the eighteen nineteen uh, season. Yeah, Fabio Ruiz. Yeah, liked him as a player a lot. I liked some of his numbers, like underlying, and um, yeah, got him towards the back end of the season. Two back-to-back wins, and then held him because he was basically flavour of the month and was rising mm. all off season for the start of the new season. Made a fortune in a very short mm. space of time. Um, Who yeah, else? So I'm trying to think. Um, I've made a killing on the IPD um, rises where I had Vardy and Jamie Matter. Jamie Matter was one of mine as well, yeah. Jamie Matter. Back to our Hispanic roots. Jamie Matter. And who's the guy, my famous buy, I had loads of him, Vout Veghorst. Vout Veghorst, interesting. I had a lot of him. I had a good one with Um, a Bamiang, I seem to remember, in the 2017 summer when he was almost yeah. off to China. And that was the summer where the, the strikers yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Belotti, Aubameyang, Lukaku circle. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I bought him a bit after his China rumours, which was quite uh, risky, but it worked off quite well. I'll tell you one other one. I always liked it. Good listen. I mean, as I think back on these, it's always good to buy two or three months ahead. In my opinion, that's my philosophy, my style, many ways to do it. But, you know, I liked Cucho. Or oh, Manny, yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of his at one point. Because he, he was at Watford and he was looking like he was going to get a move last year. And so I was buying him up fairly cheap in the pen. Like, I don't know exactly what price before the move. And then he's hit a bit of form now. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a few there down memory lane. Um, this is from Adam Nash. <laughs> I haven't seen before. Is that a real from name? a technical standpoint... I like the name. I mean, he looks a decent. I'm just zoomed on his picture here. He's got a white shirt on. Let me have a, let's have a look at him here. He's a handsome <laughs> chap, quite good bone structure. He looks really serious in this photo. He's got Go a polo shirt on. Anyway, um, from a technical standpoint, how does it take Football Index so long to implement new things to the platform, such as market sell and buy orders? But more importantly, at the moment, market depth. How long do you think the market depth side of order books takes to be released? Five weeks. Maybe okay. four weeks. Okay. Yeah. I. Why does it take so long? Look, I'm not, we've been critical of them, but they are a brand new platform going into a new environment. I mean, there's nothing like this where you can bet on careers and they are breaking down barriers all the time. And I think things are just new because they've got no one really to copy. Mm. But there's, I think they have... Well, from a technical standpoint, maybe the skill... I think they've the built a lot of this on so quite old tech stuff. as well. Yeah. So legacy, legacy tech, which is... Oh, and, they're, and they're migrating it. Yeah, which which tech. which definitely slows you down. But again, I, I won't profess to and um, pr- pretend to be a um, a techie here. Okay. Uh, Matt says, if if I were around, what I think we've answered this in a f- former episode. What one single game event since two thousand would have seen the largest twenty four hour increase? I like these type of games. He says Rooney's hat trick on debut, and I one hundred percent agree with Matt. Shiny I agree. Um, yeah, it would have been... What about Beckham's free kick against so Greece? No, I, I, what, Beckham was, what, 20, 
get, yeah, yeah, it would have been a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, Ronaldinho would have gone up loads in that season, but that was more, you know, three oh three oh four Henri. But I'm just saying, yeah. one off games. It, I think you're right. Uh, got a question here from Ben Gregg. Uh, have either you or Fig got any footballing talent? What sort of level did you play at? I imagine Fig being made to a referee when he wasn't picked at school. While you were sit, sat next to tr- your tree, watch na- sat next to a tree, watching and trying to figure out out an 11 year old's career arc and then matty dayton says love this <laughs> fi guy definitely the type to have cleaner boots after a game <laughs> yeah you you would have been a clean boots merchant i'd imagine uh i played a david batty role yeah. i used to operate in like we used to play a four one four one, and i used to play in the one um just in front of the back four and screen it started off as a kind of centre-back, right-back. And as you know, my stature didn't really enable me to compete aerially. So then I moved into like a McAuley rule. So that's why when I watch Declan Rice, Busquets, you know, the registers, like the kind of deep-line playmakers I enjoy. I mean, I wasn't great on the ball, but good tackler, intelligent, <laughs> read the game well, slotted into the back four with ease, you know, class, class act. On and off the pitch. <laughs> I, I probably am kind of the type to have cleaner boots after a game um doesn't mean i don't get stuck in I've played, where did you play where did you top. where did you play in the 11th if i'm top. a dm where do you play yeah a striker yeah huh what what like a, a whippet type like a michael yeah owen. like michael owen heyday who do you um, model your game on kind of like a a number nine version of kaka i'd say huh yeah uh, not amazingly two-fitted i'm all right though Mm, yeah mm, okay uh leon waddington any thoughts on sancho not playing more than 20 minutes for england this week is he even guaranteed okay so long 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 story short yeah southgate seems to have him in the bad books he's on report from the schoolmaster he's not guaranteed to start in the euro sadly and what do you think the england front three will be i think it will be sadly rashford (laughs) sterling kane FI Pell, please settle a debate. If you were to time travel back to a time before you knew your current partner, had a one night stand with them and returned to the present, would it be counted as cheating? Hang on, read that again. If you were to time travel back in time before you knew your current partner, had a one night stand with that current partner at their time that you travel back to and returned to the present, would it be counted as cheating? God, it's a good um, one, isn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> I think because, you know, if I forward time travel, so if I say, right, in two weeks' time, I'm going to meet a lady off Twitter and have sexual relations with this lady in two weeks, I've premeditated and planned it, and that's cheating. Equally, if I go back in time and premeditate that move, then it is cheating mm. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. think you're right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Tricky. Good question. I've jotted that down. Um, right. How many more do we have? Do you think this is FIGG? Uh, do you think the majority of traders have learned and understood what's happened in the past month on FI? Just questioning to see if a similar crash is possible in the future. Or do you think traders have learned not to? Play? Yes, I think they have. Uh, and I think once, the, and I think mm, once I like they see prices rise further, they'll realise that it's a, a two-way system. Yeah, I, I, I like this question. I think that we've had two severe 
incidences this year with COVID and with uh, order book launch and Black Sunday. And I think, who was it that put a question? FI and Tonic replied to one of my tweets. And I think this makes us better and better traders and we're not going to be so knee-jerk and panic in the long run. How many traders understood what happened recently? I'd only say about 60%. I still think, uh, yeah, maybe less. I still think a majority of the market don't understand what happened and they would still panic in the right circumstances. But the key is now that FI have got the 1P uh, zone and, you know, the, they probably would offer more market making if it happened again. So I don't think we'll Agreed. see crash. I think both Famous traders and um, FI would be uh ready uh if that makes sense i've got one here from fi tommy stags afternoon fig and panda who are your predictions for the pb star men in friday saturday and sunday's games oh sugar i don't know off the top of my head friday there's uh, yeah that's the favorite isn't there friday will be neymar hopefully for people yeah saturday Boring, but we'll pick neymar saturday I'm going to go for... I think this might be Messi's first one. Is They're he, playing on Saturday, um, aren't they? Away to Getafe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, we've got... We're playing the chalk here. We're going for quite obvious Sunday, names. we've got Spurs-West Ham, which I think will be a tight game because West Ham are looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know what? I might go for... I was going to say Roma, Roma Benevenuto, or you've got you've yeah, got Leon yeah. away to Strasbourg. They are Leon, shocking, shocking, but they might be better now that that, that um, transfer window is closed because half their squad seem to yeah, yeah. maybe be on the way. I mean, Leicester at home to Villa. I don't think that'll be Madison's due. I mean, God, he's been awful. I've been a big critic yeah. of his for a long time. Um, one more question each. Yeah, uh, I want to find people that haven't actually asked. Me. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah, Adam. Nash Hipwell, people like that. Uh, oh, Duncan Mabry here answers an interesting one. He says, we'll talk of FCA regulation. Um, do, 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 do you envisage short selling being part of the platform down the line? Now, I had lunch, well, I didn't, but a friend of a friend did with a, with a real big city trader two weeks ago. And he was always very skeptical of, um, of Football Index. And he accompanied me to the Football Index party, which was Champions League final last year. And he said to, to my friend and passed on to me, the only way they get the FCA license is if they offer short selling. And I didn't push him on that as to understand why. So he thinks it's necessary for the FCA license. But I'll, I'll try and dig deeper into that. I can't understand how it works unless it's like a separate platform. And you'd have to have yep. like a separate platform where you'd have to have like seven day, 30 day shorts or longs on player prices. Um, so for example, y- y- if there's no limit on the, the length, then why wouldn't you short Ronaldo who's 36 now? Um, I think mm, they would have mm. to be limited between like now and a dividend increase, if that makes sense, because it'd be unfair if we did like an 18 month short mm, and mm. in between dividends were increased. So you'd have to have yep. like maybe seven day, 30 day, 60 day, 90 day shorts, maybe, um, and on, on a separate market. Yeah, and yeah, they'd yeah. be very illiquid because you'd have like, Okay, Panda is longing Sancho at this price, and I am shorting him at this price in 30 days. I think he's going to be cheaper than this price, and you think he's going to be more than this price. That's the way shorting works. Works our, our shorts and longs get matched, and there's one winner. 
That's how yeah. I understand it. And I don't see uh, how it would be part yeah. of this platform in its immediate form. I would need to think about it. Um, one, go I've on. got a couple more that we'll race through. But do you want to go? Okay. Does agree? This is uh, Matty Deaton. I agree with the Matty Dighton or Deaton here. When he says market cap boring, liquidity boring, <laughs> market direction, we're left in boring. He wants to talk about players. And we probably should yeah. do that more from next week, but we've had to cover The fans, what the fans anyway, want, you know? Does Grealish make, does Grealish make your 11? Yeah. Yes. And what will be his price next summer? I think he's. A, I think we said on the round table Grealish was a hold, so I think he'll be about this price. I would um, play him. I would actually play him in a midfield three. I'd, I'd play him. Rice in the six, and I'd play Henderson yeah. or someone else in the other eight, even though I don't like Henderson. And then Grealish on the left, and then I'd play... Yeah, I might. San- you might be... <laughs> And then I'd play Sancho, uh, Kane, Sterling, or Rashford. Mm-mm. I might be willing to do that. Love the wrestling. It says here, if we end up in another lockdown and football is cancelled, where does this I think football will come? I, I think in a very strong position. But fo- football will continue anyway. But if they don't, I think Football Index proven that when football's off, it thrives because people don't criticise PB holds and panic. So, um, uh, and I think that's I've got it. one from. Uh, I'm I've got I've got two actually. Um, shippers, Fig. So sorry if you've already covered this numerous occasions and you feel free to ignore. A question for the pod: What's your thoughts on the effects of bid commission will have on the market? For me, long term it's positive, but short term it will probably mean spreads widen for a bit and no doubt a small bit of panic. Interested to hear what you think. I think talked about this quite a lot. Short term bad idea, long term not a bad idea. Agree? Okay, I can take that. Um, Black Wolf, what? Has been the oh wolf in the canine family. You'd st- it's hard His profile to picture is a, is a black yeah, dog. Wolf. So I'm not sure if it's a wolf. It's got a big oh. tongue that's sticking out. Uh, what has been the best buy you have both made during the downturn in the market? Ah, oh, um, people know I'm a top 200 kind of character. Um, I've been fairly quiet. Maybe Greenwood for this year. I think with Sancho not coming. Yeah. I've always said for a few weeks now, like I've been surprised Bruno and Greenwood dropped when Sancho dropped. It kind of should have been acting opposite to each other. So I kind of backed that. Mine would have been um, boring. Topping up kind of people on um, Black Sunday, yeah, yeah. but also made a very brave move in selling someone to instant sell who had a very short spread and I won't name who and Ooh, buying Cherky on that Black Sunday. Oh, you're on the Cherky well, train as well now. Uh, uh, <sighs> Ish. yeah we'll okay. see we'll see I'm, how many stops i'm, I'm on the for. front carriage but okay um irish villain says panda are you planning to take over the round table podcast now you've got buzzing yeah you've got sacked apparently um That's bad news i'm before. i'm on i'm in contract uh i'm not gonna be going anywhere yet but you know we shall see what the future brings i can't rule it out ever but i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, I, uh, FI Venture C McLovin I know hindsight is a wonderful thing oh I'm not having that I don't look nothing like him I didn't like him. <laughs> but looking back does it not seem a bit ridiculous how much buying we've done as traders within a buyers only market from the introduction of bids to sell orders we were all well aware of this or rather we should have been it says I know hindsight is a wonderful Sorry, thing but looking back does it not seem yes. a bit ridiculous how much buying we had done as traders within a buyers only market from the introduction of bids to sell orders do you think players um, were overbought, basically? I don't think they were overvalued. But if I'd have known about the launch and the liquidity not being there, 
then you know obviously yeah hindsight is a wonderful thing then i would have had a huge cash balance so absolutely i misread it but on the information i had at the time i guess i should have probably been more prudent and challenged fi a bit more and thought about the wider community and how they might although i didn't know it was going to be 300 drop a price but yeah tricky one that but it, it was a misread that's what yeah. i can say any more for any more um i do don't think so, i don't think really. so either i think that might be it I think that's probably it for today. So um, I will be back next week. I've got to take the dog on a walk now. Actually, he's going out for the. It's been out, gone out for the second oh, day wow. in a row. So I'm going to. Uh, we, we might have to give a, uh, a a PMA here. Is that public? No, it's PSA, not PMA. What's PMA? Um, next Thursday, we might be recording quite early at midday, uh, depending on certain yes. things happening and whether or not I'm allowed out the house due to Corona. Um, so we might be fielding questions from as early as 8 a.m. that morning. So keep your eyes out next Thursday. Yes. Yes. Right, right. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Um, at Sporting underscore. Thank you very much. You can find me at FI Guide. Uh, leave us a review. Subscribe if you haven't done already. I don't know why you wouldn't be subscribed if you haven't, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast. Let us know what your thoughts uh, in the comments on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Discord and Slack and all those good things. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more Fitcast Extra. Mm-hmm.